This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. Hey, what's up, friends? And we're here with Gino Chapman. And um, we're so excited to bring today's episode to you. But before we get started, I'm going to have Laurie talk about our Badass of the Week. You guys, this week's Badass of the Week is somebody who is like so near and dear to my heart. And I'm just going to say like on the heels of this crazy time of no travel, I haven't seen her in so long. Um, I miss her desperately. Her name is Anna Conte and she is based out of Canada. She is an amazing makeup artist. She is an educator who is so passionate and beautiful with what she shares and gives out to the world. She recently in this last year has been doing so many amazing like makeup tutorials online. So I just love the way that she shifted from like working in a classroom to working in like a virtual space and giving away her gifts for free. It's just been really, really inspiring. Um, but aside from all of her amazing, you know, technical genius that she has, Anna is like a massive lover of Madonna, which <laughs> she and I are like on the same page with this. And also like so appreciative of the reinventive creative space that Madonna takes like in culture. Anna has really exquisite taste of her own and it just radiates through everything that she does. She is hella funny. I am so excited to have her on the podcast. I love a good rebrand. Yes. So Anna, get on this show. We're going to send you a badass box full of goodies and I can't wait to have her on. It's going to be so much fun. Yay. I'm excited to meet her. I've never met her. So you guys are going to be BFF. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Gino Chapman. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We are so honored. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I hope to add some real value to this podcast today. Yeah. So, um, first of all, let's get to know you a little bit. So for those of you who don't know who Gino is, um, Gino, you are a celebrity hairstylist out in a little town called Los Angeles in California. Yeah. (laughs) so um where are you originally from uh originally from the islands of hawaii so i'm from oahu uh, honolulu nice awesome and so you've been in la for how long been in la now uh, about almost 20 years wow okay awesome i love la it's really so much fun there (laughs) i love going to la Many people say that they uh they love la i mean i love la but it's uh it's a it's a tough city so uh yeah, but uh, it has a lot to offer, and it's uh, you know it's any place that you can dream of, you can build it, and it's definitely a city of that nature. To your point, I've known lots of people who love LA and who have lived in LA, but not for twenty years. You know, like <laughs> the being there for twenty years says something about like endurance and being able to take it things in stride says, for sure. I uh, said how much how crazy I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy in all the best ways. Yeah. yeah. So I love. Um, already the conversation about creativity because most of my exposure to Gino early on I think was that um 
Gino is an educator, you know, like, and I've been a makeup professional since 2005. And so watching you um, work in like a classroom setting and in inspiring people and then being in the salons where people who we work with will take your classes and come back from your classes with this like completely new twist on creativity and what it means to do hair um, is inspiring for me to see and I'm not even a hairdresser you know like I'm a makeup artist and I'm like wow this guy is making an impact so um I've never taken a class from Gino and as I know like after all these years I've been in the Aveda network for damn near 14 years yeah. and I've never taken a Gino Chapman class and I need to get on we that. need to fix that yeah. we need to fix that yeah <laughs> So can you speak a little bit just about creativity in general? Like we were using it in hair, but there's so many creative things that you do. And when you speak about creativity, man, it just like all the flags go off. And I'm like, yes, this guy knows it what he's It gives me about. the warm and fuzzies. Yes. <laughs> it's giving me the warm and fuzzies right now. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's, um, I think the, really the key behind creativity is, you know, when people talk about failure and, and everything else, but you know, failure is such controlled practice. Mm -hmm. And the only way I believe to like really figure out how creative are you, how far can you push the boundaries, uh, no matter what it is, if it's in your makeup, if it's in your hairstyling, hairdressing, hair coloring, whatever it may be. Um, I think you have to definitely practice as much as you can. And in that practice, again, it's so much controlled failures that you learn when not to do it and how to do it. And I believe to me, creativity uh, thrives from that area, especially thrives from the areas of unknown. And, um, you know, most people um, sometimes don't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes. Um, yeah. Something I loved about our conversation that we had the other night, Gino, was um, I look up to you so much and I view you as this incredibly oh. important, busy person with plenty of shit to do. Yeah. Like, career-wise, but that you're also willing to do things that really have nothing to do with hair. You know, you mentioned like, oh, I was at this screen printing class. I'm like, how the hell does he have time to do a screen printing class? And like how that kind of feeds your creativity. It's very um, inspiring to watch someone who already has so much success in what they do and is looked up to in the industry um, learn something new and be a student. Right. I think that's so cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've, successful people are mercurial. They move, mm. you know, no one ever stays. You never see a su successful person and say, Oh, like they just stay in one place. And this is the end all be all, um, you know, everything is relative, no matter what craft skill set you pick up, if it's watercoloring and you just got into watercoloring during COVID, I mean, like I said, everything is balanced harmony, you know, flow. Does it feel good? And when it feels good, you know, it's usually when it feels good, it's right. And you just manifest, I mean, again, almost anything you want to out of life, which is, you know, so amazing to do. Absolutely. One of my favorite things that you said in our conversation the other night was that creativity is free, you know, mm -hmm. like that it doesn't cost you anything to jump Zero. into that hair head first. And I love that as a sentiment um, because there's a lot of freedom in just playing and seeing what comes up, you know, and giving yourself permission to have the controlled failures like you were talking about. Like that's how you get to that next level for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, absolutely. Like you, most people, you know, it's easy to fall in love with the things that you absolutely hate. So why not fall in love with the things that you love? You know, it's so easy to pick out through the day and say, oh my gosh, like that, 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 that didn't go well. You know, it's so easy to do that. So it's, I think better to, 
you know, shift your mindset and think about all the wonderful things that are in like in front of you and what you have built. I mean, to me, that's just um, every day. Every day is something new. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, one thing that you have built that's really exciting and speaks so much to who you are and why you have the impact that you have is uh, your product line, Gray Label, and just the mission and the um, the overall vibe of what got you into that gig and what you're doing with the success from your product line. So can you talk to us a little bit about your Gray Label journey? Yeah. So a Gray Label is a, it's a professional men's hair care line. Um, the, the birth of the product line came later. Um, the mission behind the first um, of this, of the business was to just help humanity. Um, one of my big mission statements is helping people thrive, not survive. You know, it's, I don't want to use that old, you know, school quote and, yeah. you know, statement, but you know, you teach someone how to fish, they're going to eat for life. And the same thing is, yes, there's a lot of charity. And uh, I was talking to a good mate just this morning and we're talking about charity and humanity. And, you know, it's just nice when you can physically be there at that time and that moment and change people's lives. And that's what I've always been about. And it's been instilled by my mom with me because we do a lot of charity work. And then the business side came later. And those were the things I was thinking about is, um, and I know in the discussion we had, it's, you know, the quote that I always love and I heard is if you want to change the world, you start a business mm -hmm. and started the business afterwards, thinking about how many things can I do to change the world. And, you know, I try to do as many things as possible just for my own personal self. But if I have a business, I could do more. And with that, um, you know, we have a lot more energy and drive to help to change the world. And, you know, there's a, uh, they say the the craziest people or the craziest misfits who think they can change the world often do. And I 100 percent believe that. Yeah, we are living it. Um, one of the coolest things that we were talking about with um, you going out and changing the world is that you have a pretty big project going on in Cambodia right now um, to give back and to help really help people move into a new way of earning. So tell us what you're doing in Cambodia. Yeah, so. Well, I saw a doc and this is, this is how amazing, again, just things are so relative and just how they always relate back to the beauty industry and the giving back industry. Um, I saw a documentary and the documentary was about, uh, I think there was about 30 villages in this particular area in Africa that was just poverty, poverty stricken. And once a month, they would bring in one guy, just one guy alone, and he was a barber, but he also cut women's hair. And they interviewed like 30 villages that would all come together into this one village. And people just went crazy. They're like, oh, well, they can't wait. And it was only once a month, one guy who was cutting probably about 300 villagers in that one day. And that just changed their whole day when they knew this guy was coming. Um, so again, in the impact of charity, it's... You know, anything that I can do to go over, deliver services, deliver goods and, um, you know, give back. And to me, the, our craft has been so special, you know, and uh, if I can help people and train people to do what I do, and it doesn't have to be on a, a super high level, but if they can pick hair up and cut it with some type of knowledge, then, you know, I shifted the way they think. And that also helped to shift them maybe to get them out of the poverty stricken bits that they're in. So, um what I'm going to do is buy clippers, trimmers, combs, clips, things that we take for granted. Um, sometimes when we find like, you know, I have a whole basket full of like just 
random goodies. Mm -hmm. Um, but these people will probably find them as gold. And, uh, so I want to deliver as much as I possibly can and then help train as much as I can. Right. So you're essentially sponsoring these beauty schools in Cambodia, right? Yes. Yeah. God, (laughs) like that. Yeah. So we, like, a couple of years ago, we, you know, I sponsored a, an event that we did in Puerto Rico, you know, after Hurricane Maria happened, it got devastated. So uh, I don't know how in the world I was invited by JetBlue. <laughs> okay. It was just so crazy, but they flew me down for free to Puerto Rico and asked if I wanted to do a three-day event, um, you know, and help these uh, victims of, you know, they had no house. They had no nothing. They felt defeated. And, you know, just by a day of beauty, just cutting hair, mm-hmm. like people just come alive, yeah. you know, and that's the gift I think we're given. It's, I mean, I have these two hands and a small little pea sized bit up here uh-huh. that these two combine, um, you know, we can do such great things. Absolutely. This is so interesting because it was just last weekend that two team members out of our salon, the two youngest that work there, I might add, like came up to me on Saturday and were like, hey, just so you know, we're going to go do um, Under the Bridge, which is a charity where they do haircuts for the homeless and, you know, like have a big party and feed a bunch of people. These girls have never done anything like that before. Signed you know? up like, by themselves. Signed up on their own. We're literally just like off the cuff. Hey, we're going to go do this. And it I mean, I was so inspired by them wanting to go and donate their time and their skills um, to make somebody's day better. And oh yeah, at whatever level you're doing that, you know, like them donating a few hours of their time and their skills on mm-hmm. a Sunday afternoon, you jumping on a plane to Puerto Rico or, you know, like sponsoring these beauty camps or beauty schools in Cambodia, like that, that kind of effort it just magnifies the good that you're able to put out into the world. And it really does something like the beauty business. Um, it changes people's lives and to be able to give that back on such a big scale or on whatever scale you have available yeah. to you is important, you know, and the more beauty professionals do that. Um, I feel like it really connects us to the big why and the big why isn't always the paycheck, you know, like the big why sometimes is the, what you're the giving craft away. and yeah. the talent that you can donate. Yeah, and yeah. it's and you know the storytelling. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. you come back with such great stories, and you know, and that's you know to me, money, money is fabulous. Like I said, money we can do a lot. We can do a lot for charity. We can change the world. Um, but you know, it's it's these time spends that money's kept by. Right. You know, it's these storytellings that you get to talk to somebody who's down and out, or you listen to a great story that you never knew this person was from there and how they, you know, maybe got defeated just for a tad bit in life and how they're changing things around. Like those things you can't buy. And that's the thing about giving back, especially through as much humanity work as possible. You know, it's just amazing stories. And that's what I, I mean, that's probably what I really thrive off of. Well, and it get it becomes addictive, you know, because yeah. it just sounds like on your own journey, like you do that yeah. and then you up level it and you do it at a bigger level and then you up level it and you do it at a bigger level and you're ma- able to make bigger impacts um, because it just feels, it feeds on itself. It's awesome. Right. Like our girls at the salon are doing hair under the bridge for the homeless, but who's to say they're not going to go off to Cambodia and, right. you know, sponsor 30 beauty It's the intention. And, yeah. Yeah. It's really the intention and the magic behind it for sure. Um, yeah. Speaking of magic. Magic, and you have brought up manifestation. Let's talk about Headspace Project yes. a little bit. 
So yeah, yeah um, I, I've been watching your journey via social media and I was like, what is this Headspace project? Is this like <laughs> a company he had? Like, so to walk us through that, like. Yeah, I have like, I have not, I have so much to post on social media <laughs> Headspace project because we had so, we have so many projects going on out of there. Um, and I just, I need to uh, fill that page up and put all the exciting things that we build, uh, what we do. Uh, we just had a really crazy fun event last night at uh, Headspace. Um, Planet Salon had um, her husband, Robert. It was his birthday. Well, his birthday's in a couple of days. And they just wanted to kind of have a pre-party for the salon. Um, you know, so every everyone showed up. And uh, it was just a fun, fun time. It's just to welcome humans back into the world yes. again. And, um, I also had a surprise. Um, at headspace too actually i have my surprise hold on hey <laughs> hey you yeah. come on get over here i have a surprise oh my gosh i love surprises are we on video or are we on audio you're on both yeah, well, oh, we're on both. yeah 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 get on over here <laughs> He's coming. Uh, so somebody flew in quickly Stop. Um, to surprise Ginger and her staff. Get on in here. Oh, my God. Show, you're online. Yeah. Say hello to the ladies. <laughs> Jesus, stop it. Oh, my gosh. How the heck are you? <laughs> I'm living the dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, Y'all. it's Peter Gray in the flesh right there, okay? <laughs> oh like, fangirl yeah. moment. Um. So exciting. How was the party at Headspace last night? Like, did you blow Ginger and her husband's mind? Um, well, I don't know about blowing their mind. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, we come on. Like, we were really rocking. That was pretty good. I think we ended up leaving, what, about 4 or 30 or so. Yeah, we left around 4 a.m. this morning. Doing it so right. I, yeah. We, uh, yeah, had a successful evening. Whoa. Oh, my God. That is so much fun. So part of what I love about Headspace Project is that it, yeah, there's a lot going on there and you guys are doing a lot of creative stuff, but it's also like Gino and his friends playing and coming up with fun, creative ways to like make the world a better place. Right. That's pretty much what you guys are doing most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just like a great experimental space. Isn't yeah. It? I mean, did you tell them we shot all that stuff for color space in there? Yeah. So, uh, we shot, uh, out of it, we had color space by another, uh, good, uh, well, a good misfit of ours, Lupe Voss. Yeah. Uh, so Peter was the creative director on that shoot for hair and, uh, they killed it. And again, it was just making things super creative. And then, this guy over here uh, thought of a really, actually really good humanity project called Toxic Bunny. Okay. Um, so we created this line um, to give back and, you know, make the, make awareness, I should say, that uh, people are destroying the earth. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm into all of it and I'm so excited <laughs> that uh, you guys are getting your heads together because it's already creating this energy and ripple effect. Um, and I know that just like you said, being able to have people come out of their houses and come together in any sort of, uh, you know, celebratory event like that was probably really therapeutic because in L.A. you haven't been able to do that for a long time, right? No, uh, we've been locked down for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. So that feels good just to be able to have a community come together and do some celebration. I'm really glad you guys got to do that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, get to celebrate with good mates. And yeah. No just flew in last minute from New York. Oh, and he was my God. World went to in the Maldives and Dubai, and he 
jumped on a plane and literally just flew yesterday morning and arrived uh, for the party. Well, oh I'm, my God, Peter Gray, I bow down. <laughs> like I'm. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is everybody's like, you know, got this kind of spirit of apathy at the moment that they need to kind of put a fire under some people's butts, you know, like yeah. it's everybody's kind of got so used to not working and so used to saying, I can't, I can't, or being told you can't, you can't, but they've forgotten that you can. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited that uh, you're lighting that fire out there because it's, I, I can feel it from Texas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's back here oh, in Texas. Yeah. I'm feeling that right now. Feeling right now, baby. <laughs> well, uh, I love the shout out. It's good times yeah, that Peter oh could God. pop in. Yes, thank you. God. Take it easy, guys. Thank All right. you. So good yeah. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. Yeah, Annie makes a really good cup of matcha. Well, even better if you're going to have a flatmate for a few days. Uh, make I'm, sure he can make good this. matcha. Like, he makes the best matcha ever. I'm on so. my way. Spoiled, yeah. I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> be there in a minute. <laughs> so one thing I want to make sure that we talk about is that Gino, you have kind of crafted this like magic life, right? Where you get to do what you love. You get to make excellent money and you get to do it with excellent people. Um, that manifesting your best life that everybody, you know, is so like wanting to do in one way or the other, that sometimes it seems like you have to work really hard to do these things. But I feel like you do, like, obviously you work really hard, but it comes with like this ease where you're doing what feels good and you're creating more of good things in your life. And it spins off into things like a headspace project or a gray label or yeah. your celebrity, you know, client list, like all of those things are really huge, amazing, big things, but that the journey of how you've crafted this magic life, um, that that's a process, you know, and that you've got to get really yeah. good at the process. So can you speak to how you've yeah. built this for yourself? Uh, you know, it's, I think, people fall in love with, you know, the, the ideal or the idea of success. And, you know, they think success is sexy and, mm. and I mean, and truly it's not, it's the most boring <laughs> thing you can do. <laughs> it's the small bits that, you know, no one sees that you have to do. And, you know, it's, you have to fall in love with the smallest of things. So then you can really appreciate the big things that you have when you get it. You know, and these are the things that I have right now that I've built. But along that whole journey of getting Headspace in and creating Gray Label and, you know, working with like-minded misfits like my mates here um, and, you know, friends across the globe, it's really always doing the just dirtiest, grimiest things that no one else wants to do so we can have the things for tomorrow, you know, that people don't have. And, um, you know, when it comes to space, uh, like Headspace Project, I manifested a, a, a space because I was working... Like, again, if you saw my my flat back in when I was building my companies, it was just chaotic. I try to keep it as as clean and well kept together. But when you have a one bedroom flat in Hollywood and you have so many projects in this one bedroom flat, it is chaos. Yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, I just need a space. I need a space. I need a space. And um, yeah, now I have this huge, uh, crazy playground that. Like, you know, my like-minded misfit friends like to come along and we like to create projects now and we're all allowed to. You know, it's a space that you are allowed to get dirty. You can throw paint on the floor. You can spray paint the walls if you want to. Um, there is really no boundaries to, you know, when it comes to creativity. And I think that's, again, when we're going back to creativity, it's when you're allowed 
and you're gifted with the process of letting you go and do whatever you want, man, you can just come up with some crazy stuff. I'm telling you right now, following you on social media, and I've watched like the random dance parties at Headspace Project <laughs> between you and Peter and Lupe and, you know, creating cool, fun projects with Color Space and all these amazing companies. I'm like, I am about to hop on a plane and... <laughs> don't be weirded out if I just show, I show up. up at headspace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just that like, no, it, um, the energy behind it is extremely creative and fun. And like, I, I just like, even through social media and through like a phone screen or a computer screen, I can feel that like, it's, it's okay to fail yeah. there, but just like, try it. You yeah. Know? That, like, like, it's just this, um, it seems to be an, ex an extremely freeing experience for you watching it from Texas. And it's been so yeah, cool well, to watch. You. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, it's, as we all know, social media, you can post whatever you want and you can post what you want people to see. But I mean, when it comes to the space there, there is no like pre intentions, like before, like what we post is what we post is because that's just what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, and I get it. We work in a world that, you know, you sometimes when you post, you have to think about the post first. You have to go into post with it and edit. You know, there's a lot of things that go into a post that looks flawless, even though we know there's a lot of work behind it. Um, I think the wonderful thing about Headspace is I post at random. Yeah. I don't care what I post is because it's just really what the vibe is happening there. And um, I hope people get that across because it's um, it's kind of like a little Willy Wonka chocolate factory. It really is. Know? That's such a perfect way of putting it. And you girls get a golden ticket. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, also on the um, subject of social media, I have to thank you because even before COVID, I have to say through creativity, your talent in Photoshopping is like so <laughs> on point that like, even before we had this project and I ever thought of ever talking to the Gino Chapman, <laughs> I was like, this dude is so fucking funny that like all your Photoshopping and like, your little videos you do kept me laughing. And through COVID kept me laughing. Like, um, today actually we're just releasing the episode with Jeffrey Scott and we kind of talked about the same thing that right. Jeffrey's social media presence is just so funny and like <laughs> coping with humor is coping yeah, with like, humor is like what I need in my life right now you know so um thank you for keeping the world such like a light, light yeah. happy creative place oh, like your presence okay. just exudes that well it is my pleasure and I love when people can laugh on my behalf because I <laughs> at myself all day long. So. <laughs> well, and it's part of that like goofy, fun, creative, playful spirit that comes through, like you were saying, you know, like you're not pre-planning your social media posts for Headspace. Like it's just what comes up. Or when we like did your shout out as badass of the week and you put the Batman mask over the top of my <laughs> <I> face. I died. <laughs> like that kind of thing is when I'm like, obviously that's why Gino's badass of the week, you know, right, is like because he can totally laugh, laugh at himself, yes. make himself, you know, like that space. And it just adds more fuel to this fire that, uh, <laughs> that we're feeling. And I think good. that's part of like what makes a person so magnetic is when they can laugh at themselves mm -hmm. and they don't take themselves too seriously. And it's just like this fun, goofy, creative space to be like, oh, this is me. And it's also part of like what fosters to your point, Gino, like 
the big things to rise up out of it. It's similar to where we record the podcast, like where we are today at Nexum Creative Media, you know, like that this is a really free, open, creative space where like we obviously record podcasts here, but they also do music production and voiceovers. And it's really a, and then, you know, there's a white room where we're doing video stuff. And like, it's just a place where you can come and be creative and work on your project with other creative people. And it fuels each other, you know, like, and so you see that where you're working with, you know, Lupe, for example, and then this whole like color space thing. And it turns into, you know, like, these really amazing projects only support one another when you give them the freedom to grow. Well, it sounds like you girls have a headspace of your own over there. We do. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked about hosting parties here and having it's like networking events. So yeah, totally. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. But, um, I'm loving that we're going into this conversation right now because something that you said the other night, Gino, that was such a breath of fresh air, and I even talked to my parents about it and my friends about it, like one of the first things you said that, I mean, just like made my heart swell was that, you know, in business today, we have to spill our secrets and like support each other and, you know, what I can do for you, what you can do for me. And it's not like a tit for tat thing. I'm not saying it that way. Yeah. It's not transactional. Yeah. It's like just yeah, it, giving yeah, from your heart. Behind business is not a secret at all. Yeah. Right. You know, it's every single thing is opportunity for growth, you know, and interaction. And the, the more you can interact with your neighbors. And that's what I said when we were mm-hmm. doing this the other day is like in business, if you don't talk to your neighbor, you're dead in the water. Yeah. You know, you have to. And I think it's maybe comes from a lineage of just educating is because I tell people I own nothing. The information that I have up here was gifted to me and it's my job to gift it to somebody else. And now that I'm in a different um, as you that's why why I call it headspace. Now that I'm in a different headspace, um, you know, now it's leaning a little bit sometimes more towards business um, right now. And, you know, and if I can share whatever I've learned and I definitely had a million failures, uh, when I was crafting, um, gray label. Um, I think it was just because of was naive. Like I was just naive about things. Also, I just had so much energy that you overlook so many things because you're just like, Oh, you, I mean, you know, right now, like social media is such a, it's a fast, you know, you get it. It's quick people post and you get this quick reaction to it. And I think that's what I wanted in my business. And I just didn't really understand the longevity or the sustainability that I had to do. So I, man, I, I can spill some crazy secrets that I did that I would never do again. Um, it cost me a lot of money, but at the end of the day, that learning block and that money I made back, you know, right. and I can't, you know, I can't, those challenges are something that man, I can maybe hopefully share to anybody else. So they don't make those same mistakes. Well, we may be reaching out to you soon. We need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk because um, I don't want to give too much away because this is obviously like a super baby idea. But Laurie and I have talked about maybe creating a product and um, yes, and what that entails. You know, like the right. idea of like, even just having the conversation and throwing it out there. We were like, okay, so then we're going to have to go to a lab. And then we're going to have to talk to somebody that knows what they're doing, you know, like that. It seems like such a big out there dream. But that's the thing is when, you know, we're talking about creativity or talking about success, talking to a lab and talking to lawyers and talking to mechanical artists who are doing your 3D engineering. These are things I never knew. Yeah. And you better believe I was so scared at, you know, one, like failing, like, oh, my God, but 
I didn't even try it yet, but that's how humans are. We already, we already have that preconceived notion that, oh my gosh, if I do this and if I fail, oh, this is going to get crazy. But I mean, like I said, it's talking to all these people. Now I can help people. Like I never knew this. Mm-hmm. No one ever told me about a GS1 barcode. I don't know if you girls know what that is. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's one of the main keys that you need when you uh, make a product and you want to sell it. Right. <laughs> and But these are things that I had to call up and be humbled and ask the people at, you know, offices, like, I've never done this before. Like, I'm so new at this. Can you please just walk me through it like I'm a kid and hearing information right. for the Explain first time? Explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> and um, now that I've done all that, it's... I try to share all, again, they're not any secrets anymore. They're just, I try to share all these trials and tribulations that I had to go through to build. Um, and now like I can sit here and proudly say that I have a, you know, I have a company, we move products. Uh, we're able to help now at a capacity that, um, you know, I like to, of course, I want to always help more than I can. And um, definitely manifestation, it will be there. It will get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's a scary place. It really is. And, um, but you don't know until you do it. And then when you do it, it's like, wow, easy. I got it. Well, and I feel like there's such a strength of character that rises up when you've had, you know, like success looks different for everybody, but that when you've been successful in your career in one way or the other, and then you're willing to go back to being a student again and like doing something completely new and having to ask for help and saying, I don't know anything about this, that that is character building in a way that you really can't get any other way, you know? No, not at all. And I think, and that's, you know, the wonderful thing is I think the, the more you do it, you really find out how less, you know, (laughs) know, it's like, gosh, like you think like, Oh, okay. Even like in hairdressing or gosh, every single time I cut hair, I look at things and go like, wow, like, I've been cutting hair for a long time and now I'm like, wow, like, shoot, I finally just did this and I explored this Avenue or I did that. And you know, it, it's, it is again, sometimes a super scary place to be, but man, it is so much fun when things work out. Yeah. There's that like saying that the more, you know, the more, you know, nothing. Right? <laughs> You're like, Oh yeah, I know nothing about this. Um, yeah. something else I want to make uh, sure we get to is that, you know, like you're obviously traveling a lot for work when you're teaching or you're traveling for, you know, some of your humanitarian efforts that you have gotten Mm -hmm. into, but you also do a lot of personal travel and Jessica and I are, um, kind of like dipping our toe into the idea of doing healing retreats. And we've scheduled, you know, a few healing retreats, some like a little more local to the Dallas Fort Worth area, but we've got uh, retreats coming up in Costa Rica next year. And lovely that, Mm -hmm. You do a lot of healing when you can remove yourself from your daily routines and like go somewhere else and really just focus on what you need for a minute. And I feel like a lot of your trips that I've just watched via social media or whatever have been like sabbatical in their uh, approach, you know, where you're going places and you're really taking the time to like do the personal transformation work. Am I on point with that at all? Because that's what it looks like to me, you know, like, yeah. And it's scary. And like like peter and i and like said uh you know everyone we hang with we do have this gypsy mindset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it is scary. like i have traveled on almost every continent except for antarctica that's the and that's i'm wow. trying to that's my next one is to shoot towards that <gasps> um but it is when i have traveled in some scary places yeah i mean i'm talking scary places where you know i tell myself gosh like if i live and i get a story after <laughs> yeah. this like 
And I now like, you know, I come back and I, this is, I'll tell you that, and I'll try to make this really quick, but so one of the first times I ever stepped out of the country by myself with just a backpack uh, was in South America. And this is long, long time ago. And I remember this and it, it hangs so true in my head now is I checked myself into a hostel, you know, Spanish is not my first language, but you know, it's, I think most people can pick it up. It's uh, definitely a language that's easier to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I got to my hostel. I remember sitting at the bar, ordering a cerveza upstairs on the rooftop and talking to all these travelers that were just about to leave South America. Cause they were on their sabbatical for months and they were talking all these stories and this and that. And they were talking to me and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I said, well, I just arrived. Like, I haven't even done anything. And I really uh, got my path of where I wanted to travel through just by listening to these people's stories. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I wanted to go to Machu Picchu. Um, you know, I know I wanted to go to all these different places. I just didn't know how or where my travels would take me. Needless to say, three weeks later, travel all South America come back into Peru before I was traveling home. And I just happened to come a day earlier and stay at the same hostel that I checked in three weeks prior. Um, And I got up to the rooftop bar, ordered a cerveza, sat down, and all these new travelers were coming in. And they asked me, so what did you do? I was now the person telling all these people of the journeys and the stories and like the planes, trains and automobiles and buses and the places I was at. And these people looked at me like just with their eyes wide open and like taking in all this information. And I was like, wow, it was such a different paradigm shift. And that's what I got addicted to was being that person in the beginning of not knowing anything and then coming back a completely different person could be four days a day, three weeks, whatever it is, but that just happened to be three weeks. And coming back in that third week and being like, wow, I'm that person that I was looking up to when I first, you know, showed up to Peru at this hostel. And it was amazing to story tell people and to tell them what I've been through and what I've seen. And I feel when I travel now, I try to put my plate myself into that same predicament where I go and I'm like, oh, it's scary and it's crazy. And then you know, when I'm back on the plane coming back to America's, I'm just mind blown about what is out there in the world. Yeah. You expand in ways that just can't be done any oh, other way. Yeah, Traveling like is just like such a way, like Costa Rica was the furthest that I had ever traveled when I went right before the world shut down yeah. in 2020 with Laurie <laughs> and her husband. But, um, you know, we went on this like trip through, I mean, was it the jungle? It was, it like, was, yes, it was a volcano. <laughs> jungle. <laughs> um, and so many times, I mean, and I'm a single mom and like so many times I was like, well, if I don't make it home, right. tell Adelaide I was brave. Several times Jessica <laughs> said, tell my kid I love her if I die because yeah. I'm gonna, I'm about That's to great. do this. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to die on this volcano yeah. in Costa Rica. But um, the growth that I experienced from that was like a million times worth it. And I do it all over again, except for that slide. I'm not doing that slide it, again. It was a scary slide. Um, yeah. no. but it, also, it also puts in perspective of how grateful of lives we have. Yeah. You know, is when we go there and, you know, if it's a nice resort, like, cool, like, absolutely. Everyone deserves nice things and deserves to be in nice places. I don't think not a lot of people like to put themselves in really awkward situations of hostels in the middle of the Middle East desert. Like, you know, I traveled with Bedouin people uh, in the you know deserts of Jordan. You know, I stayed in a refugee camp in Syria. You know, these are things that 
I don't think most the most common person would do. Um, but when I come back here, it puts me in such a perspective. And maybe when Peter was just saying it lights these fires under you mm-hmm. that when you come back, you're like, wow, I've seen what the world is. And I've seen what I don't want to be, or I don't want to have, or what I can help people do. Mm. And when you come back, I think maybe that's what helps, you know, my drive and maybe the success, if you call it success of the things that I do have within my life right now. Um, I think those things definitely. So traveling, I absolutely, I think everybody, and I feel also everyone should put a backpack on themselves and travel someplace that they would never think about traveling by themselves. And once you get there, man, it is just absolutely exciting. It's such an inspiration to watch you uh, do this and the places that you've chosen to go. um, I, I think about it a lot, like just in the places that I've been, I've stayed at all varieties of, like you said, you know, like fancy resorts to like, Mm. you know, concrete floors and one sheet on your bed kind of places, you know, like it's, so it's all relative, but in some of the most beautiful places I've ever been, I've seen like magnificent beauty and I've seen devastating poverty, you know, like right on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And it makes you aware a of what you have, you know, like the appreciation of where you live, when you live, you know, like how you live. But also I have built relationships with like homeless people in Jamaica who have, you know, like a heat, a backpack that was full of holes. And so all of his stuff used to fall out, you know, like I obviously gave him my backpack, you know, like, um, he, his sunglasses were broken and he only had one eye, you know? And so he constantly like left his sunglasses to the side to cover up his missing eye. And my husband like modified his sunglasses for him. So he didn't have to wear them cockeyed, you know, like kind of rigged them. So they fit better. Like, so it was a small thing, but like his, are the impact that we have on people when we go out and travel and get out of our comfort space a little bit is, um, it changed my life, you know, in such magical ways. Like I always want to find a way to connect with how you can make people's lives better Mm -hmm. wherever you go. You know, for just human beings, it's, you know, it's the comforts of like the space and what we're around, but it really, and I mean, I, I could talk to a rock all day long. (laughs) Like no problem. Like put a rock in front of me. I'll talk the hell out of it. Um, but it, it is different when you are in a different country and you're not sure of if they speak a little English Mm -hmm. or, you know, I try to speak like their language. It, it makes it so crazy cool when you finally can have this common ground and this connection and laugh Mm -hmm. with somebody that can only understand maybe 5% of what you (laughs) talk you know and it is amazing I, I like said i even in my head right now just images are popping up of all the places i've been and you know sat down at a restaurant and just talked to the craziest people who like said only understood maybe about one percent of what i said but they understood that when i laughed they laughed yeah and, you know that that same type of connection i was like oh cool well you know i'm laughing they're human they're laughing and we just sat there and just smiled so it is amazing and i you know again it's everyone everyone out there put a backpack on, get out there and do something uncomfortable. Best advice. Yeah. I love this. Uh, Gino, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am just super excited about everything that we've talked about and I can't wait to see what's happening next with Headspace and And all your projects. And we're coming to LA to check it out. Totally. I'm already ASAP. We're having some exciting things happening. I know we discussed it. I can't really tell you yet. Yes. It's coming. You know how to get a hold of us. (laughs) Yeah. 
I would love to co-create with uh, the Badass Ladies Club because I know um, what you girls are doing is absolutely amazing. And it is a beautiful thing. And, you know, to let people share their stories and also share your stories with them is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I always wish all of you the the, the most success ever. Thank you so um, much. for You girls deserve it. Gratitude so from the bottom of my heart. And shout out to Peter Gray. Holy shit. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. dropping in. That was awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys are interested in following Gino and all of his projects, we're obviously going to link everything in the episode notes. So we'll have all of the social media handles and websites and business for you to see. You guys have a badass day. Go get your backpack. And uh, we want to hear all about your solo adventures that were inspired from this episode Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Yes. Later, Gina. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Yep. <laughs>